Hello and welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Craster. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, please make me feel better. This has just been a horrible past couple of days for teams that I root for. Um, I mean, it could be worse. At least the, at least the Mets are uh, one of the best teams in baseball at the moment. So, I mean, that's something. Yeah, but they got killed by Atlanta today. They did, they did unfortunately get killed by Atlanta, but hey, still one of the best teams in baseball. You're not going to win every game. But unfortunately, um, Pep, Pep Guardiola did not have his uh, finest moment, and uh, the NHL is colluding against New York Rangers. Honestly, I think UEFA is colluding against Manchester City. That was not all Pep. It was 100%, it was 100% penalty. Well, that... That's fine. But some of the other calls, like Casemiro should have gotten arrested for what he did. No. Twice. No, we we discussed this earlier. Discussed this earlier. If he's if he knows he's on a yellow, he's not gonna go in and really go hard on a uh, on a second challenge. And neither challenge was a red card offense. So if anything. Well, should, the ref, should the ref have given a yellow card? Yes. Did he? No. I liked it. I, I like the fact that the referee was allowing the teams to play. I don't like refs that want to uh, overimpose themselves on matches. And you try to end Kevin DeBoer's career. Oh, please. I have seen way worse. I have seen way, way, way worse. Yellow card, yes. A did he know what he was doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Casemiro knew exactly what he was doing, but was there, was it a red card offense? No, absolutely not. No way. Not well, it takes a, a chance. lot to for it to get a straight red, but you know, you should have had like both of those are yellow card offenses. And the fact of the matter is it didn't hit, he didn't get one for either of them. Both of them are yellow card offenses. The first one probably more than the second one. If he gets a, a yellow card for the first one, the second one doesn't happen because he knows he's on, he's, on a, uh, he's on a second yellow. And I've seen way worse going the way of my star boy, Kyle Saka. So, and you know what? Wow. You know what else Arsenal fans said? If that was Granite Xhaka, that would have been a double red. Well, maybe it should have been Granite Xhaka. It would have been nice. No, Granite. Granite, Granite is back in the good graces. Back in the good graces and could be named Arsenal captain again. Who's the captain currently? It's currently Lacazette, but he's he's going to leave. And Granite Jacka maybe maybe named captain over the summer. I hope I hope not, but not for the reason of I despise Granite Jacka. It's because we have kids that are 23, 24, 22 years old. Grow with the program. Give it to Odegaard. Give it to Gabrielle. Give it to Aaron Ramsdale. Well, also, what happened last, the reason that Grant Jack is no longer the captain is probably a good reason to not give it to him. Well, we we have a love-hate relationship with Granite. He's We're, we're back on side with, uh, with Mr. Xhaka now. We are very much back, back on side with him. Any man, any man who likes to score not one but two screamers gets Manchester United. Uh, that is a, that is a friend of mine. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just been a hell of a week in general. But let's get into some fantasy now. We can really get into some fantasy here because now the draft is over, and we can do our first real impactful mock of twenty twenty two. Where we're not just speculating, but it's like, oh, where's everybody gonna go? Where's free agency? Where's the draft? Where are the big fucking trades? All that shit's happening. Yeah, next week. So, next week we'll be most, do, we'll be doing mostly. that first mock. Yep. The only domino that we're waiting on is Debo. And we don't know if he's going to be traded or not. I've said it all along. I've said it all along. I do not think Debo gets dealt. It makes sense. Because now where's he going? Where's he going? Now, now it, it makes a lot more sense. Before the draft, there are a couple places where you could you could see that happening. But now, 
all these receivers have traded, have, you know, changed hands or changed teams. And there just isn't a spot for Mr. Samuel at this point. And honestly, I think Debo Samuel is more of a system player, honestly, than anybody. I mean, there are spots for Debo Samuel, but are there spots that San Francisco are better than the 49ers? to deal with? No, and not even that. It's but San Francisco will want to deal with or that Debo will want to sign a contract extension with. Like the glaring one is Green Bay. That is the one that jumps off the page. But San Francisco is not going to want to trade with the Green Bay Packers. There's no, 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 no chance. No, no way. No chance in hell. Yeah. So then they're going to see him in the playoffs, probably, if that's the case. You take the NFC out of the picture. You know, I don't think San Francisco is looking to trade Debo to anybody in the NFC. You go to the AFC. Who's left? Who's left that that needs a receiver? Only the bad teams, really. Kansas, like Kansas City, couldn't pay Tyreek Hill. Um, Houston, Denver just, Denver just paid a gazillion dollars to Russell Wilson, and they have two quality receivers already. Chargers have their receivers. The Raiders have their receivers. The Texans, no. Jaguars paid a million dollars to Christian Kirk, a, a billion well, trillion dollars to Christian Kirk. I wouldn't say a million. A bit more than a million. A lot, a, a few more millions. Try about uh, eighteen millions. To, uh, to Christian Kirk. Uh, Jacksonville, like I said, no. Indianapolis? Mm, probably not. Probably not. It's not a bad fit, though. Not a terrible fit. No, but eh, no, I, I don't think so. Tennessee, no. Baltimore? Baltimore I, uh, do they really need another runner? How many runners are they going to have? Well, Debo wants to be a receiver. He doesn't want to be a runner. In a, in a team that doesn't value receivers, like they they are, they did not draft a single receiver after they traded Hollywood Brown. That speaks volumes. Pittsburgh, maybe. No, they have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. They drafted George Pickens in the second round. Mm, no, Cleveland got know. their receiver. Cincinnati has their receivers. Jets have their receivers. Buffalo has their receivers. The Patriots. Patriots traded for Devontae Parker. Could do more. Devontae Parker is not is is not there going to be their number one starling receiver. They want to do Mac Jones a favor. That's the spot. But does Bill Belichick want to do that? Probably not. If there is any indication of what the uh, Patriots receiving cores look like over the past couple of years, starring Nelson Aguilar and. Jacoby Myers and all the lot. Yes. But, but more of the story, I yeah. do think Debo Samuel is uh, stay put. Okay. I know that you and Bird, you and Bird? Please. I'm Bird. And that's me. Hi. That's yes. me. I know that you and Jake did this from a team perspective. Uh, and now we're going to be doing it from a player perspective. And from a fantasy perspective, because that's what what we're here for. Hence the name of the show. We're on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. That's what we do. That is what we do here. So my first winner or loser for this is somebody that is close to home, which he's a loser from a fantasy perspective, but I'm happy that this team made this move. That's Michael Carter. I love that the draft that the Jets drafted uh, Brees Hall out of Iowa State to compliment Michael Carter, but people went into the draft uh, expecting Michael Carter to be the guy, a number one option for the Jets, and uh, now it's really feels like Michael Michael Carter is going to be a one B potentially to Brees Hall because a lot of people are saying that Brees Hall is better is a better player. Than Michael Carter, but that really is going to be decided in training camp. I think uh, who is first on on the depth chart. But, I mean, they're both going to get their runs because the uh, Shanna Plan offense uses two running backs, so you're still going to get some usage from both of them. But I think Michael Carter, just with this draft pick, the usage won't be there that we would have expected if he was there by himself. 
I was pretty pissed off at the Jets. I'm not even going to lie that they traded above Houston to get Brees Hall. Because if Brees Hall went to Houston, oh my God, I would have been all over Brees Hall just in, in redraft. Uh, Dynasty, of course, Brees Hall, my number one running back in, in, in Dynasty. But he's probably going to be in a, in a committee sort of setup with Michael Carter at least to start. And then who knows where it goes from there. Michael Carter has had his own injury issues, so it's quite possible that Brees Hall at some point is going to get a run by himself. But again, it, it's they just spent a pick last year, the same regime, to get Michael Carter. So it's hard for me to say that they're going to just completely shy away from Michael Carter. But I think there's more of a view long-term that Brees Hall is going to be the the guy for the Jets, that, that bell cow sort of running back. But is there even such thing as a bell cow running back with the Jets? Well, in the NFL as a whole, there is not much anymore. There's very few. So, I mean, while I think Brees Hall is your guy on first, second, and goal line situations, Michael Carter still will have a role to play in, in this team on the occasional drive and then in pass catching situations probably. But, I mean, Brees Hall – I've I've gone back and forth with with Hall just because there is a lot to kind of break down with this whole jet situation. And believe me, it's like it's something that I was dreading. There's another committee to try and break down. I was, like I said, hoping and praying that Brees Hall was going to go to the Texans or Kenneth Walker. And neither happened, which is uh, very, very, very sad. But yeah, Brees, Brees Hall for me, I, I still have him as a top 24 option in in half PPR, I have him at 23. I have him just below Elijah Mitchell and J.K. Dobbins. Um, just because I'm not necessarily loving the whole committee thing, but also J.K. Dobbins will be in a committee with Lamar Jackson and probably some other running back in Baltimore. And then Elijah Mitchell will probably be in some sort of committee uh, as well if Trey Lance is the guy and then the running back that San Francisco inevitably has split work with Elijah Mitchell, whether it is Trey Sermon or whether it is uh, Tyrion Davis-Price, who they drafted over the weekend as well. Yeah, so do you want to do would-you-rathers with Brees Hall or Michael Carter? Because I think Brees Hall is a lot more interesting. Brees Hall is more interesting, yeah. Because Fantasy Pros, and this is in full PPR. Do you want me to do full PPR or half PPR? Uh, Half, please. So we'll change that drop down here. Yeah, easier, easier to just base it. Easier to base it on my uh, on my ranks. The only ranks that I have done done are um, are my half half ranks. I still haven't gone to standard or full yet. Must be a lot of Jets fans on Fantasy Pros. Brees Hall is twenty one in half PPR. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, so here are the guys that he's around. So. Would you rather Ezekiel Elliott or Brees Hall? I have Zeke higher. So Zeke. Zeke is higher on this also. Yep. Would you rather have Josh Jacobs or Brees Hall? Back to back for me. Um, I have Hall above Jacobs, but I've been going back and forth on that one. So Jacobs is 20 and Hall is 21. Yeah. And now we go... And now we go to guys who are behind Brees Hall. Would you rather have J.K. Dobbins or Brees Hall? Uh, J.K. Dobbins is higher for me. I would, I'd rather have J.K. Dobbins. Elijah Mitchell or Brees Hall? Elijah Mitchell is higher for me as well. I'd rather have Elijah Mitchell. Travis Etienne or Brees Hall? Brees Hall for me. AJ I think, e- I think Etienne is going to be in, in a um, in a timeshare as well with um, – with James Robinson. Yep. And then the last one I'll go over here is uh, AJ Dillon or Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Okay. Brees Hall for me. Brees Hall in NFC rank and NFC mock drafts right now. Brees Hall is going as a 17th running back off the board over Saquon Barkley. Wow. Woo. Wow. Wow. Over Saquon Barkley. Over Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott is going low right now. He's going 43rd overall. I love that for Zeke. And Elijah Mitchell at 47. Ah, those two are going to are gonna come up. I'm sure of that. Wow, Brees Hall at 17. That's, that's high. 
that's high. But I think that's maybe anticipating, you know, drafters are kind of thinking that Hall is going to be the guy in his own, and he's not. But but Michael Carter's being drafted as a 27th running back off the board. And I have Michael Carter all the way down as my RB 37 in half. Well, Dominic, do you th- how much of a juggernaut do you think this Jets offense is going to be? I have no I idea. Mean, I think it's going to be good, but it's not going to be like both your guys are top 20 players or top 25 players. Well, let me see what the Jets, what the Jets receivers are right now, just for fun. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Uh, it's really Elijah Moore is the one that I'm on the most interested in and Garrett too, but I know Garrett's probably going to be like a double digit round pick. Yeah. Garrett's being taken the 11th round right now. And then Elijah Moore 25th. Wow. I mean, I'd love to be some Elijah. Give me, give me more, but that's high over. Whoa. Whoa. Over Terry McLaurin. Jerry Judy and Allen and Juju over McLaurin, Juju, uh, Juju Robinson and Judy. I don't love that. I don't love that. I have to say, I would much rather the number two. I'd much rather the number two in Los Angeles, the number one in Denver, the number one in Washington and the number one a in Kansas city over the one B for the jets personally. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't love that that, that the Jets are now being taken uh, extraordinarily high. And I, and again, I'm always going to be the person who preaches caution when it comes to the New York Jets. You know, that's that's just me. You know, I it makes sense. I'm not going to be the one that's you know going to be uh, cheering up and down in the streets for the New York Jets, like uh, two of my other co-hosts in this program will be. Um. I'm always going to be skeptical about the Jets because what can go wrong will go wrong at some point, unless proven otherwise. Well, you're already halfway to being a Jets fan. How so? You're very skeptical about the Jets and think that whatever can go wrong will go wrong. It's kind of like the Cowboys. Same thing. Long lost cousins. Yeah, but the Cowboys have won things. Not recently, but they've won things. The Jets have also gone further in the playoffs than the Cowboys have in the last uh, almost 30 years. Yeah. That I will give you. Who do you have? Do you have, you have, I'm sure you have a bunch of winners or losers. Of course I do. Of course I do. I think, uh, I mean, I'll just go like uh, sort of chronologically. I'll just start at the quarterback position. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a humongous, humongous winner. Getting A.J. Brown. Um, from the Tennessee Titans, Harry Roseman gave his quarterback a number one receiver. They've been wanting a number one receiver the entire offseason. And A.J. Brown, of course, has that personal relationship with Jalen Hurts. They work out together in the offseason. And listen, you can have all the qualms that you want about Jalen Hurts, the thrower, but you get Jalen Hurts, a receiver, of the quality of A.J. Brown. That's only going to make Jalen Hurts better and more appealing for fantasy. And then, like I say all the time, you now have you have a guy as well that not only does he have great receivers with AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard at tight end, you also have a receiver, a running, uh, a running back. Well, he kind of is a running back, really, a quarterback that can advance the ball with his legs, and that is always going to be valuable for fantasy. So yeah, Jalen Hurts, I've moved up big time. He was barely a top ten option for me. Now I have him as my QB seven above Dak Prescott, above Tom Brady, above Russell Wilson, and above Matthew Stafford, and above Deshaun Watson. It just makes sense. All the sense in the world, frankly, because you're looking at a guy that only his supporting cast only got better this offseason. Yep. And he already brings you that rushing upside. And, yeah, his, his ceiling has gone up. For me, I agree with that. And his floor, his floor is always going to be very consistent with the, with the rushing. But like you, like you said, the ceiling is now really is tremendous. But the problem is, you need to be he needs to be more consistent as a passer. And if he can't be more consistent as a passer, then Philadelphia's going to have to reevaluate whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to be their guy going forward. Yeah. So Jalen Hurts on Fantasy Pros is ranked 
as the number seven quarterback. Yep, we are we are in agreement on that one. So, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray? Kyler, close though, getting getting a lot closer. Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow? Again, really close. I'm still sticking with Burrow, but I don't love the fact that Burrow is just being overdrafted like crazy. Like, let me check the last week. Um, okay, so Burrow Burrow has come down a little bit, which is which is good. He's being drafted as the QB six uh, off of boards right now in the last week. So that's good. I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. I I can live with that. About a guy who has a monster season gets overdrafted the next year. I've never seen this before. I've never seen this with any other Matt Ryan quarterbacks. Uh, The hype. The hype with with Burrow and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts right now is being drafted in the ninth round. That's going to come up for sure. I felt I live, I can speak from experience. I fell for this in 2017 with Matt Ryan. Well, you also put your faith in the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Fuck the Pat. Fuck the Patriots. And also the Falcons for that one game. Love the Patriots. Great, great team. Great organization. Terrible draft, though. Terrible draft. But yeah, I think Jay, Jay, uh, we're not talking about Joe Burrow. Um, another would you rather, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? I would take Jalen Hurts. Okay. Jalen Hurts is ranked ahead of Dak. On fantasy pros. Yeah, I have so, Dak, I have Dak at nine in my in my ranks. Yes, nine. Dak is at eight. Tom Brady is at nine. Okay, I have and I have Brady at eight. And then uh, rounding out fantasy pros is top ten. Uh, Russell Wilson is at ten here. Is your Russell Wilson or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, comfortably. Okay, comfortably. Makes sense. After this one, and. And because I, I don't know where he is on fantasy pros, but I'm assuming that he's taken a bit of a tumble. I would rather have Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers by a significant amount. Aaron Rodgers is at 13. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I have I have him at 14, um, but I'm considering moving him, moving him up. I have him below Trey Lance right now. And I don't know if I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. Like. Trey Lance is one of those deals where Trey Lance is like TikTok. I understand that people are into into TikTok, but I, I'll never get it. I never understand. It's very simple. TikTok makes you laugh every day. Trey Lance is going to run like a fucking gazelle. That's the appeal. Yeah, but like he hasn't. I don't know. It's not even that he doesn't. He hasn't done anything. I mean, part of it is that he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. No, he hasn't done it yet. Nope. And he, he may not even start the season. It, it, they may roll with Garoppolo for one more, one more year. Who knows? I mean, you have a guy that threw for 600 yards, five touchdowns and two picks in six games, and rushed for 168 yards and a touchdown. And this guy's being drafted in the top 15. Or top 16? Yeah, he's, he's being drafted in the ninth round right now. Thir- uh, 13th uh, quarterback off the board. I don't see it. It's the rushing. It's the rushing. I know Mr. Conservative, a- Mr. Conservative Adam likes to have a nice passing yards total to sit on, but those rushing yards, they mean a lot. Hence why you like Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to throw the ball a fucking mile, but he's going to get you zero rushing yards. Well, he makes up for his lack of rushing with his passing. Does he? Does he? Well, he will. To, he will this season. He is. He is the perfect Adam quarterback. Perfect. Very boring. No upside. Very consistent floor. Will show up. Get the job done but there are much better, sexier, riskier options out there that may be better or may be significantly worse. Trey Lance is that. Trey Lance is like that shiny that shiny new toy that I I will have a share of Trey Lance in multiple places this year, especially if you're telling me that, he's gonna, that he may drop. He drops in price, it's game over. I, I will have Trey Lance 
everywhere. Ninth round, I don't love it as much, but I can live with it. I mean, Derek Carr always has the potential to have like one of those like four touchdown, five touchdown, 400 yard shootouts, especially now with his excellent supporting cast. And Derek Carr is a guy that rarely ever fucks you. And that's what you're looking for in a quarterback. I'll just read you the uh, week 13 to week 18 lines for Derek Carr, shall we? Uh, 12.4, 11.5, 11.1, 9.5, 12.2, 15.3. You're starting that guy. But, yes, with Devontae Adams, that will help things a lot. And Derek Carr did not have Darren Waller, his number one target at the time. Devontae Adams is going to come in. He's going to be a game changer for that offense. Does Derek Carr have more have further significant upside? Yes, he does. But is he very boring? And is he going to be who he is? Yes, he is very, very boring. I would never feel great about my chances with Derek Carr. Do I feel like I can win with him if I have a great team around him? Yes. Is he going to be a game breaker at the position for my team? No, never. I have never said that I'm going to be drafting Derek Carr as like my consistent starting quarterback week in and week out because that's not really what he is. It's not. No, with those with those numbers, he, he he's a waiver wire guy. He's a guy that can help you in a pinch, depending on the matchup. In a pinch, sure. In a, in a Who pinch, has a sure. solid floor. With the floor, yeah, but I mean, if it, all, all I know, if I had a quarterback that was in my lineup and had put up 11 points, I would be ready to kill somebody. Yeah, I know. I'd be ready to kill somebody. Whereas with Lance, I'm okay with – he goes up – he goes up – let's, let's just say you're guaranteeing me that Garrett Carr is going to get me 13 points. But at the same time – you're guaranteeing – you're not guaranteeing me, but you're telling me there's two outcomes. Either Trey Lance is going to get me eight points and a dud, or he's going to get me 25 points. I'm going with Lance. I'll take that gamble 100%. Okay. 100 times out of 100. I know, because that's just who you are as a player. Yep. Yep, it's true. I'm always, I'm always going to go for the guys that – you got to risk it for the biscuit. Who who else do you have? Oh, actually, I'll go this time. And I also what? want to say, I also want to say one, one more thing because someone had told me this years ago, and I never thought of it this way. And they're right. Safety gets you to the playoffs. Safety never wins you a championship. It's a hundred percent right. I am almost positive that you have told me that before. I may have, or at least. On this show, well, maybe not this show specifically, probably on the required radio fantasy show. It was years years ago ago. that that person said it to me. And they're right. They're right. While Carr is nice, he's going to be very safe. He's a great second quarterback to have. I would definitely not feel comfortable with him as as like my, my one guy or if my life depended on it. I needed a big game from Derek Carr. I would not feel great about it. But oh, that could all change with Devontae Adams this year because we all know how much I love Devontae Adams. Yeah, and Devontae Adams makes good makes good quarterbacks great. Yep, and I, and I, will, ha- I will have a share of Derek Carr somewhere, I'm sure, just because I'm going to want to have the Adams-Carr stack. So I will have a share of him. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. If we, had, if we still did the column this year, I would have loved to have the uh, – Derek Carr, Devontae Adams stack. Unfortunately, the colon is dead. Thank God. I love doing the colon with you, Adam, but I also love having my own team and making decisions for myself. So are you mad about Daryl Williams? No. No, 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 no. I completely forgot about Daryl Williams. I don't remember, I don't remember things from, from yesteryear. We're that's last year now. We're 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 on 2022. Okay. New hopes, new sure. hopes, new hopes, new dreams, new aspirations. That sounds about right. 
guillotine is coming, baby. Aren't you happy that Trail and Burks was drafted before the Cowboys were on the clock? And now you'd have to you'd have to finance the other league. Thrilled. Fucking thrilled. <laughs> I let out a huge sigh of relief when Burks was taken. But apparently Dallas didn't want Burks. So I, I would have been good. I would have I would have won the bet. Well, that's how you know he might not be good. Because if Jerry doesn't want you and you went to Arkansas, that's a problem. Well, they wanted a lava. They wanted a lava. They had a lava as their number two receiver, which I didn't agree well, now, with. But. Well, now we – and we all know that now because Jerry Jones showed his draft board on TV. Just showed the card to the national public. Anybody who wanted to see Dallas's draft card, boom. Could they have just – if there was on tape delay, they could have just blurred that out. They could have. They could have, but they didn't. Could have put a black bar over that or something. Oh, uh, Dallas. God bless. God bless you, Jerry. Uh, okay. Uh, you winner or a loser? I have – I should pick a winner because I was going to say another loser, but I don't want to do that. I want to be positive. Um, hmm. My winner – oh, I don't want to make it also about the Jets again. Hmm. I can give you one. I can. I can. I can give you a loser. Well, you know what? I have. I do have a winner. Go ahead. My winner is Hollywood Brown Hmm. because why? Okay, go go. Okay, Hollywood Brown gets traded to the Cardinals with his former college quarterback, who he already has chemistry with. And for the first six games of the season, he will be the number one receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. I have to say, I didn't love this trade at first because I'm just not a Hollywood guy. I, I, I no, just not a thing Steve for kind me. He knew probably he knew that DeAndre Hopkins failed that drug test. Oh, they knew. Yeah, they they 100 knew, and that that's not inside information. That's just my gut. They knew. They knew that something was coming and they had to make some sort of deal. And it just so worked out that uh, Hollywood was available. I still struggle with the whole Hollywood thing just because I, I, I don't view him as a consistent option, but it, it, it honestly is just so going to depend on spot with him. Like where, he's a, he's where a good is number two receiver? He's drawing – DeAndre Hopkins is drawing all the double teams, all the attention. He's never been consistent, though. He's been a number two receiver before. He's been the number two to Mark Andrews in Baltimore, and he's been – he's had his moments, but he's never been able to do it consistently. Like, if you're telling me that Hollywood Brown is being drafted as a top 24 receiver, I have him after the Hopkins suspension. I have Hopkins at – 33 and I have Hollywood Brown at 28. If you're telling me that Hollywood stays outside the top 24, I'll be interested. If you're telling me that Hollywood enters the top 24 discussion, no, thank you. Not a chance. Yeah. So fantasy pros, uh, let me just make sure we're still in. Oh, we are in standard. No wonder. I was like, this, these don't look right. Hollywood Brown is 29 in half PPR. But probably trending up, I would imagine. Yes, there, there is a green up arrow. There you go. He's, he's trending up. Says the expert, the fantasy pros expert. That's me. That's me. I did not con- I'm not contributing to that, that, that trending up. I, I want to move him down, quite honestly. Yeah, so... Uh, here are some of the guys that he's around. Hollywood Brown or Mike Williams. I don't like either of them. Mike Williams, I guess. I have Williams ranked lower. I'm, I'm going to move Mike Williams above him. Yeah, Mike Williams. Yeah. Hollywood Brown or Darnell Moody. 
who also has a green arrow next to his name. I don't like him either. I have him. I have him way lower than the consensus does. I know that. Uh, for me, it's Brown. For me, it's but Brown. you're part of the consensus now. You're part of the hive life. Yeah. What's what's uh? There are two numbers if I can memorize the fantasy pros page. There are two numbers next to Darnell Mooney. One is his high and one is his low. What's his low? His low is 38. I have it 35. Okay. I was hoping that maybe I would be. Uh, I can would you be imagine? Tired. Hoping that I wouldn't be the lowest on him. That would, that would really, really stink. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm lower on Mooney just because I just don't trust Justin Fields. So I want no part. I, I, that is my vow that the Chicago Bears offense is dead to me this year in fantasy. Why? Why? They're bad. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year. How much you want to bet? I would <laughs> gladly take that bet. What, what, say, say a number, put it down. I don't. What, what were they ranked last year? No, I don't know the number off the, off the top of my head. I, I will tell you. Darnell Mooney will not finish a top 24 receiver. David Montgomery will not finish as a top 15 running back. And Justin Fields not finish as a top 20 quarterback. I will throw, I will throw that down right now. Hold on. I am. Even though, ladies and gentlemen, I will, I will admit that I do have some hope and prayers that Cole Komet could potentially have a nice little year, but. I do like Cole Clement. I did back up. Did I back up Cole Clement last year? Was he a sleeper? I think he Yes, he was. It was Cole. Yeah, he was. It was Cole Clement and Irv Smith. Irv Smith Jr. Yes. Uh, the Chicago Bears are ranked, I believe that's 22nd in yards per game. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, the Jets are ranked 24th. Uh, they, the Bears have 307 yards per game. 307.4 yards per game. Ugh. Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I will, uh, if Adam wants to be the guy that drafts the Chicago Bears, I'll let you do it. I'm not going to. I'm just saying, I don't think the Bears are, with the new coaching staff, I don't think the Bears are going to be that bad. Again. All right, you could, you could, you can, uh, you could say that. I don't agree. I have okay. no faith. I have well, no faith. I want to do this, would you rather, for me? Sure. Because this is the most interesting one out of these guys who are all ranked ahead of Hollywood Brown. Okay. And that is DeAndre Hopkins or Hollywood Brown. That's the that's the age-old debate that I'm even having. Would I rather would I rather have 10 weeks of DeAndre Hopkins or 17 weeks of Hollywood Brown? Well, it'll be 16 weeks of Hollywood Brown. Sure. Math. No. 17 games, well, they, 17 games, 18 weeks. Yeah, but they don't play. In fan, fantasy champ. Oh, well, I'm talking about the people that play that play uh, the 18 games. I, I'm looking out for those people, for those people as well. But I, I mixed up math on, on our ads. But yes, yes, fair. So well, it's because fantasy math is always one less because you don't play championships. Right, 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 right. Unless people do play in week 18, which. I am joining a league that does play week 18 championships. I'm- you were the chosen one. You were sent to destroy to- this and not join them. You were sent Break to destroy balance of the force, not leave it in darkness. Ha- May the fourth be with you, Adam. May the fourth be with you as well. Uh, did you, you see the, were- the new Obi-Wan trailer? Oh, they, they dropped a new one. They well, dropped a new I one. I will be watching that after this. Um, I won't spoil anything, but Darth Vader is in it. Fun. Uh, love it. Oh, it's fantastic stuff. Um, so would I rather the shorter term with Hopkins or the longer term with Brown? Uh, like, do we do we know that DeAndre Hopkins is ever going to be DeAndre Hopkins again? Uh, that's a good question. That's because a, I don't know. He just hasn't been good. Well, it's not even that he hasn't been good. He's been good when he's been healthy, but he hasn't been healthy. He's been fine. He's been fine. But DeAndre Hopkins that we know 
is not fine. He's great. I'd rather Brown. I'd rather Brown, and I hate it. He had a really good season last or in 2020. Yeah, that was, that was his first. That was was that his first year in Arizona? Yes. Yeah. Correct. He had career high in yards with uh, 1407 with six touchdowns. Yeah, but Hopkins, Hopkins, from what I what I can recall, Hopkins has never been. Oh, actually, that wasn't like, a career high. My bad. Twenty eighteen. No, he had the thirteen. He had the thirteen. He had the monster year in in twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. Set what? I was talking about. No, so he had thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So I was, I was only wrong with the yards. Yeah, I knew he didn't have a career high in touchdowns. So he had a. He had 1407 in 2020, which was the second most, the second, no, third most of his career, actually. Because he had 1513 and then he had two 11s. I'm talking about yardage, not Oh, yardage, yardage, yardage. I didn't hear you. I apologize. I apologize. It's like we're we're so in sync today. It really is. I mean, uh, I wonder if Mercury is in retrograde. We are backstreet boys. We are not in sync. Backstreet's back. Yeah, I would. Ra- I would rather have Hollywood, and that kills me. I, I, again, this is this is another example of an offense that if anybody else wants to invest in it, I will gladly let them. I think they're going to be better than Chicago. That's probably true. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be better than Chicago. That's com- I'm comfortable in saying that. But I think that. The potential's there for Hollywood to be really good as the number one for those six weeks. I don't know. You could draft him and you could find out. He was, yeah, it was Now weird Hollywood probably have a 60-yard touchdown in week one? Probably. And I will say to those people, when we come on and we do the week one review, trade Hollywood Brown while you can. Don't do what we did last year and trade him at his lowest. And then he ended up being incredible. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. We did good getting rid of him. Problem is we should have traded him for Mike Evans. Yeah, that was not a good. That was the mistake that we made. Was that we should have traded him for, uh, for Mr. Evans. Like, uh, let's look at his game log. Game log in full PPR. When the hell did we trade him? That I do not know. I think it was, I think it was week nine. I think it was week nine we traded him before, and he had a hundred yard day versus Minnesota, and then he did not have a single touchdown the rest of the way. So I would say we did well. Problem is. Is that we should have traded for Mike Evans? That that's that that is the the sad, the sad part is that we should have traded for Evans. But yes, I would rather have uh, Hollywood over uh, over DeAndre for uh, for me. Um, a, it was October sixteenth is when the trade was upheld. October sixteenth. Okay, I don't even know what we, what week that was. It's probably got to be yeah around week maybe week seven. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. No, was, I don't know. It was not a great trade, frankly, because we traded for Zach. Mo- we traded Zach Moss. Oh, Zach Moss. Robbie Anderson. Wait, did we have? Did we have? Who do we have? We traded. Yeah, Zach Moss, Robbie Anderson, and Hollywood for DJ Moore. For DJ Moore and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, we because we had Javante Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. The DJ Moore proceeded to do nothing for us. Yep, nothing. 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 It should have been for Mike Evans. Shit. Um all right. I get, who did I what did I get before? I gave did I give a winner? Oh no, I gave a winner. It was Jalen Hurts. Um a loser for me. I'm gonna go. 
with, because there are a couple guys that I want to say, and I just don't know whether or not I want to go, you know, what, I'm just going to keep going in uh, chronological order here. I'll just go right to, right to the running backs and I'll just give a loser for the, for the running backs. I would say a loser probably for the running backs is, and this is like, this is a really like light, light, light loser, just because I'm not a fan of his anyway, but the New England Patriots drafted two more running backs. Like what are they doing? Like what? I don't know. What's the plan? What's the plan? David Harris was great for them last year. David Harris is my loser. In case anybody needed clarification, David Harris is is my loser. I don't think he's a huge loser because I still think he'll be the main guy for the Patriots, but it's just more cloudiness, more disgustingness. Is anybody really going to feel comfortable drafting Damian Harris? Like, is anybody going to say, oh, yeah, I'm really excited to draft Damian Harris this year in fantasy? No, 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 absolutely not. New England's just like, you know, you know, this situation, you know, this situation needs more running backs. We have James White, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. This situation needs more running backs. We need more running backs. Yes. We need, we need more running backs. Yep. That's, that's exactly what the New England Patriots needed. Like, fuck. Where's Rex, Bur- Rex Burkhead's agent? I need him. I need him on the phone right now. He's going to be splitting carries with uh, Damian Pierce, who, by the way, in case anybody needed a little something, something here, uh, Damian Pierce needs to be drafted in all leagues. Thank you very much, Damian Pierce, to the fucking moon. But why? Because he's eventually going to be the number one running back for the Houston Texans. Before we move on to another winner or loser, actually, I want to bring up something that happened that's pretty kind of a low-key move where a player got released. And, you know, being in the depths of the running back rankings, I saw his name pop up. I was like, I wonder if he might go in free agency now that he is, uh, you know, not on his team anymore. That's Mike Davis. Dead Barrett. I'm aware. No, I'm saying where – like team wise, like where do you think he'll he'll sign in free agency now that he is not signed to a contract? Dead buried. Okay. That's I do it. not see him signing with a team that is going to give him a significant role. How about that? Well, yeah, it's yeah because he proved in Atlanta that he it's just not who he is as a player. No, which is why also Tyler Algier is a huge winner and should be drafted everywhere, not just in dynasty leagues where he is my top ten, uh, my number ten pick in dynasty in rookie drafts right now, but in redraft, take a late round dart throw on Tyler Algier, do it, go Cougars, go fucking Cougars, yes, Tyler Algier to the moon, I love it, I love it, and. Uh, Damian Pierce as well, just out of the, the rookie running backs. And we'll get to Kenneth Walker. I mean, we'll, we'll go, let's go to Kenneth Walker right now, then we'll go to Damian Pierce. I don't know if Kenneth Walker is a winner, or I don't know if Kenneth Walker is a loser. Because if you could tell me that Kenneth Walker is going to be the number one guy for Pete Carroll, and there will be no DJ Dallas, no Rashad Penny. I'm not even counting Chris Carson, because I don't think we're going to see Chris Carson. If you could tell me that Kenneth Walker is the guy in Seattle, I would love it. But I have my doubts. I have my huge doubts about that. Well, you know, a pick like Kenneth Walker says a few things without saying anything at all, which is that Chris Carson might be out for longer than we think. You know, he's probably going to be out for a, a really, really long time. If he even plays again. If he even plays again, because, you know, neck issues. Yeah, neck, you are, you are be, king. You are King neck issue specialist. That, that, is, that, that is your forte, Dr. Caster. I watched one. I happened to be alive after Nick Collins's career was cut short. And now I'm the expert on neck issues because you're, I know you're, you're the expert of all things. You are a man of medical science. It's called pattern recognition, Bird. 
Oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to uh, just point out that Adam using his 1% elitism on all of us right now by using big fancy technical terms that only those in the medical field will probably know what that means. It, it's it's just disgraceful. And it's again, it's another prime example of how Adam is just showing his elitist colors. It, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Adam, what was your what was your uh, daily email from the Associated Press that only members of the 1% get? What was that about? Sir? Anything good? I don't know. I haven't checked it in like a year and a half. He says he hasn't checked it in a year and a half. Does anybody actually believe him? It's it all good. It all gets sent to my Hofstra mail, so I don't even I don't even check it, which is probably for the best because it's it's a lot of spam. Again, or it it feels spammy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, does anybody actually believe you? Not only does this trade, this this uh, draft pick by Kenneth of Kenneth Walker, say that Chris Carson might be done for not only the year but his career, it also says that the Seahawks still do not believe that Rashad Penny will do it again. The silence definitely on your part. Yes, yeah, I do agree. I do agree, and I think Kenneth Walker at some point will become the guy for Seattle. I just don't know when. And also taking into account that we don't know how bad slash good slash terrible this team is going to be. So if it's, up to, if, if it's up to me, it's up to me. I would be rolling with Kenneth Walker and seeing and seeing what you got there. That would be my um, my course of action. And I wouldn't mind in redraft because Kenneth Walker is going to be going high in, in rookie drafts. In, in, in redraft, I would be okay with taking a stab on him as a top 30 running back. I, I would probably be fine with that yeah if i'm being completely honest spending a second round pick on a running back when your team is as bad as seattle's gonna be doesn't seem like a smart move probably not probably not but then again you know if you have if you have a running back that you can that you can count on the next year maybe you, you go get yourself a quarterback and hopefully dk metcalf resigns and you try and rebuild that defense Maybe there is a path, and, and the NFC is, is relatively light in terms of top-heavy teams. So you could see a turnaround from a team like like Washington, like Philadelphia, like the Giants, like Seattle, like the Bears, like the Vikings, perhaps, like the Saints. You could see turnarounds from those teams pretty quickly. And, and did you just pick molded. every team that changed coaches over the offseason? Because I think you did. Well, I'm just saying any – well, not Seattle. Not Seattle. But every team – not Washington. But- every team that was – that was bad. That's in a rebuild ish that could bounce back and be potentially a wild card team because the NFC, it just kind of was like, eh. when the AFC just got so much better and so much more loaded, the NFC is just kind of, you know, there. Well, the, the AFC is now what the NFC has been for the past like 10 years. Correct. Correct. Spot on. Which, you know, as a Cowboys fan, where you got to deal with the Cowboys, the Packers, the Lions were very good. The Saints were were mostly pretty good. Then there was Seattle and San Francisco for a couple of years. And, uh, and Arizona. We're, talk, we're talking Megatron lines, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Megatron, Matt Stafford lines. Okay. That makes – I was like, Lions. And I, I remember it. I was like, oh, yeah. What if Tony Romo's playoff wins came again? No, it didn't come against them. Who the fuck did Tony Romo win his two playoff games against? Was it against the Eagles? Yeah, it was the Lions. It was the Lions. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't there some sort of controversial call that went against? Yeah, it was. The Lions? It was against uh, Anthony Hitchens, Super Bowl winning linebacker it? Anthony Hitchens. Yeah, it was, it was the pass inter- It was the pass interference call on. God, I forget who it was. Wasn't there like a catch thing that happened, or? No, it was a, pa- it was a pass interference. It wasn't called. Oh, it was pass interference along the sideline. It wasn't called. And then, and then Tony Romo led them down the field in typical Tony Romo fashion because he's just the fucking greatest. Well, I mean, I'm just saying the AFC used to be stacked by the AFC stack. stack. Um, but yeah, Seattle's going to be okay. And Kenneth Walker could be that I don't guy. Know, I don't know if they're going to be okay with Drew Locke, but. It, would it surprise anybody if, if Seattle finds a way to win win some games? No. Their best interest is their best interest is to stink, quite honestly. I mean, honestly, if you look at their offense 
on paper, they have pieces. You know, they have, they have DK Metcalf. They have they Noah do. Fant, who nobody talks about that they got in that trade. Drew Lock, Drew Lock to Noah Fant a thousand times a game. Just lock it in. Now they have uh, Kenneth Walker, and it, it's not the worst offense I've ever seen. But yeah, well, defensively they, they have nothing. Yeah, they do. My have God, nothing. they have Isn't nothing nice? defensively, especially at safety. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm the best safety in the nation. Um, but back to Damian Pierce, but I really wanted to get at Damian Pierce is going to be the number one running back for the Houston Texans by week eight. So please, for the love of Moses, draft Damian Pierce. You will thank me later. Remember, remember how I told everybody in the past about some guy called Cam Akers? How I told everyone about some guy called Amon Ross St. Brown. This is the same boat. Same boat. Damian Pierce. Go and do it. Jake and I are huge fans of his. Please draft Damian Pierce. Please, please, please. I beg you. All right. And he will cost you. He will cost you nothing, folks. He will cost you nothing. Okay. Finally, for me, an obvious winner here is Mark Andrews. It's got to be. Yeah, big winner. We already saw – well, did we? We didn't because that recording was lost to time. But yeah, in the recording that was lost to time – It's been alluded. About, it's been alluded to multiple times. Okay. In the recording is terrible. In the, the recording that was lost to time, Mark Andrews was talked about as a big winner – from the uh, Hollywood Brown trade to the Arizona Broncos because he is the guy now. He's the yep. number one target. He already was the number one target, but now there is basically no competition unless Rashad Bateman somehow takes a, a big step in year two, which I don't think is going to happen. Well, he kind of stole my last winner, which really sucks. It, it, it was Rashad Bateman, who I now love. Um, so I guess I kind of have to pivot and go to some, and go to somebody else. Well, um, you, you, this would not be the first time, nor the last time that you will disagree with me on something. Do you think Rashad? Oh no, Davis no, 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 no! I, I think Mark Andrews is a huge winner. I think he's a huge winner, absolutely. But I think also Rashad Bateman, a lot to gain from that as well. I mean, Rashad Bateman was you know basically nothing, and then Hollywood Brown gets traded. He's elevated to number one number one receiver on the depth chart, and now it's like, oh, okay. He's appealing. Yeah. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the clear winner. Clear winner. Absolutely. And, and I'll keep I'll stick it. Uh, I'll stick in the AFC North for my big winner. It's Deontay Johnson with Kenny Pickett. Oh, if you could tell me Kenny Pickett's gonna be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. <sighs> yes, please. And thank you. Yeah. I mean, what a great pick by Pittsburgh to draft Kenny Pickett. He's a quarterback for the future, and he is a – Adam, you want to say it or you want me to say it? He is a pit panther. He is Love a him. pit panther. Yes. Hail to pit. Hail to pit. He was walking in the right-sided door before. Now he's walking in the left. Yep. He doesn't even have to change his equipment. Oh, probably. No, he's got to move his locker from one side of Heinz Field to the other. Yep. He's like, oh, the end zones look a little different. They could, they the, could uh, literally transplant his locker and just move it over. Yep. They're like, how do you even need to move all my stuff? Nope. Nope. Could just left it all there. Left it all right there. There you go. Yep. Well, hopefully everyone enjoyed uh, Winners, Losers, and we'll be back next week with... Uh, Mock draft, baby. Can't wait. Very exciting so stuff. Excited. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of your podcast for my co-host at Birdsell. I am Adam Caster, and we'll talk to you next time. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.